This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hey guys, thanks for joining the Upper Hand Fantasy Podcast. This is Faraz Siddiqui. Going to be talking about the week 13 waiver wire pickups. It's crunch time now. You're trying to make it to the playoffs. This might be a must win for you this week. You might already be in. You might have even locked, you know, that first round buy up and you're actually playing, uh, you know, for week 15, you know. Uh, so I have waiver wire additions for all that, all those different type of situations. And, you know, let's get right into it. I'm going to start with the must add running backs. Going to start with Kenyon Drake. So, Damian Williams, he's going to be sidelined this week and possibly, you know, even longer with a shoulder injury. Um, So the update is that it seems like he suffered a a dislocation of his shoulder. Um, And that kind of injury usually keeps guys out multiple weeks. And, you know, he might need surgery, uh, you know, and which would obviously uh, rule him out for the rest of the season. But none of that has come out yet. We don't know the details of the injury yet so you know that remains to be seen but it's pretty safe to say that uh drake will get all the touches this week uh with damian williams out so you know drake is talented he could put together you know pretty solid fantasy fantasy day without williams in the lineup especially in ppr because you know he is capable in in both the run and pass game um you know i'm not excited about this miami offense especially against denver this upcoming week but like i said since drake is both capable in the run and pass game he'll be on the field for most of the game which is which is basically what we want uh, all we can ask for for fantasy production i would expect drake to see at least 15 touches as long as williams is out and i think that's his floor um you know if you combine the touches between these these two guys uh you know and put it all you know on drake's shoulders that should be a pretty good uh, you know a pretty good floor for drake even in this tough matchup so you know a lot of teams have been beating Denver, you know, uh, you know, passing to their backs out of the backfield. Uh, so this could be a week that Drake does that. Okay, uh, Rex Burkhead. Um, we can't keep leaving this guy on the waiver wire every single week. He's been, you know, on this podcast. I've been talking about him since week 11 as far as waiver wire additions go. I, I know it's hard to trust Patriots running backs. We got some trust issues with those guys. But if you play in a PPR league, I think he needs to be owned. Uh, he even has value in standard leagues, you know, because of possible scoring opportunities on a great offense, and he's getting carries too. So, you know, my nickname for him this year is Flexi Rexy because that's where he belongs. He belongs in your flex this year. Um, him and Deion Lewis, they both played on 28 snaps this past week. 
Um, and, you know, Burkhead, he's being used in the red zone and the goal line. So, you know, his versatility makes him able to, you know, line up as a wide receiver. Um, and the Patriots like these kind of players. They're going to continue to utilize them. Um, and his receiving ability makes him a flex-worthy start every single week in PPR leagues. So, you know, I'm picking up Rex Burkett. Him and Drake are the two must-add running backs this week. Um, in standard, he's not so much of a must-add, but in PPR, he definitely is. Okay, so a couple more running back pickups. Mike Davis. Um, if you remember Davis, you know, he got hurt in that game against the Falcons in Week 11. Uh, he was pretty involved in the offense. He looked good with his touches. Um, he's more of a stash for the playoffs. Like, I don't want anything to do with him the next two weeks against the Eagles or the Jaguars. Um, the Seahawks, you know, they've been searching for a running back all year, and they activated Davis off their practice squad for a shot at, you know, proving himself as the starter. He's going to get the opportunity, and it can work out for him because of his running style. You know, we saw that against the Falcons, the you know, the other week. So um, he was kind of running people over. It was kind of impressive. So, you know, he's a guy that, you know, he sh- Pete Carroll says he's coming back this week. Who knows? Pete Carroll hasn't really been, you know, the best source of uh, injury updates. So, you know, we'll wait on the official word. But, you know, if he does play, I don't I, I personally wouldn't use him right now. Uh, you know, this this Seahawks running game as a whole hasn't been good. But, you know, he has a couple of good matchups in the fantasy playoffs coming up. So I wouldn't mind uh, using him there. Assuming that he become, he stays as a starter, which I think is going to happen. Okay, Danny Woodhead. Um, he played on 22 snaps um, on Monday night compared to 13 snaps the week before. Um, he caught four passes in this game, total eight touches. Um, you know, Alex Collins, he's, he's their workhorse. He's been playing well. Uh, we saw even Buck Allen, he was still somewhat involved. He was in on 15 snaps. Um, so, you know, I would expect Woodhead to become more involved as he gets healthier, but we all thought, you know, it wouldn't take this long. I mean, maybe in the second game, he kind of steps it up a little bit, and he did, you know, he did up his snaps about nine, uh, you know, nine snaps this week, so he's still an add in PPR if you're sitting pretty in the standings. Uh, he's going to be a high floor option once he starts playing on more snaps, but I'm kind of I'm kind of waiting until I see it uh, before I start him at this point. All right, Devontae Booker. It's not clear if Booker is the preferred option in the backfield for the Broncos. It, it looks like it. That's kind of what it's trending towards. Um, you know, but we do know that he brings a lot of value in the passing game. So in standard leagues, I'm not so excited just because that offense isn't great. But in PPR, he can provide a solid floor most weeks, I think. So with Trevor, with Trevor Simeon back under center, I think the, argue, the offense is arguably better than it was under Brock Oswell and Paxton Lynch. Um... I don't feel comfortable starting Booker right now, but he's an add in case his role grows. Um, you know, and the new offensive coordinator, Bill Musgrave, did say that Booker deserves more touches. So we'll see how it works out, you know, but I, I'd, rather, I'd rather observe that while he's on my bench. Okay, Jaquiz Rogers, um, a lot of people are, are asking and talking about him right now. You know, this Bucks backfield is, you know, is probably going to be a timeshare between a few backs if Doug Martin can't go this week because of his concussion. Um, so, Rodgers came in and led the Bucks backfield in carries after Martin went down, but it was Peyton Barber who vultured a couple of goal line touchdowns. So, Rodgers, you know, he would be a desperation play at running back this week, but it's possible he sees 15 plus carries against the Packers, you know, which makes him start worthy. So, I'm personally trying to stay away from this backfield if Martin is out, you know, just because, you know, you have the mix of Rodgers, and if they do get near the goal line, maybe Peyton Barber comes in. Um, And in passing situations, it's going to be Charles Sims. So, 
you know, Charles Sims might be, you know, a safer play, especially if you play in PPR leagues, just because we know he's going to be on the field. All right, Corey Clement. Um, he's obviously a desperation player running back. I talked about him last week, but he's a good one. He's the running back, you know, who's in for most of the Eagle snaps in the red zone. He's versatile. Uh, he looks good whenever he touches the ball. He's playing less snaps than Blunt and Jai, no doubt, but he can see the ball when it matters. In a deep standard league, he's a guy you can put in your flex and pray for a touchdown. You know, if you're desperately looking for a win this week and you don't have any other options, he's also like, uh, you know, a very, very low floor, high upside uh, play if you're, you know, if you're really hoping, f- you know, to swing for the fences because you're a huge underdog, um, you know, against your opponent this week. Okay, I want to talk about Rod Smith. He led the Cowboys backfield in snaps every single week since Zeke has been out, believe it or not. I mean, you know, if you look at the snap counts between him and Alfred Morris since Zeke was out, he led the backfield in each week 34 to 20. 31 to 20, that was this past week, by the way, 31 to 24 in week 11, and 38 to 22 in week 10. So he's in the 30s in in each game. Um, both Smith and Morris each had nine carries this last week. Um, but, you know, Smith is capable in the pass game and even saw a goal line carry for a touchdown this past week. So with Smith running the ball fairly well, um, and being able to pass the ball, I mean, catch the ball, I'm sorry, his versatility might help him gain more of an edge over Morris in the coming weeks. So he's a prospective add this week in case that happens. Um, the reason why Smith isn't our priority add is because his offense has been looking terrible lately. But, uh, you know, we can hope for a bit of a turnaround. Okay, uh, Austin Eckler, he's probably the best handcuff to own um, that's still available on your waiver wire. He does have some standalone value in PPR since he keeps making plays, but his value will skyrocket if Melvin Gordon were to get hurt. So if you own Gordon, you need to own Eckler as well. Okay, let's move on to must-add wide receivers. Cooper Cup, you know, he stands out in this list. Um, He delivered as expected with Robert Wood's sideline. He caught 8 of 11 targets for 116 yards this past week. Um, He gets an Arizona team, uh, you know, who has struggled against slot receivers this week. Um, So Sammy Watkins, he's going to be busy with Patrick Peterson as well. So Cup could even see more looks this week. Um, He should continue to be the number one target for Jared Goff while Woods is out. So if you're in need of a wide receiver this week or even an upgrade, he should produce. It's possible Cup is viable going into the fantasy playoffs, you know, if Woods remains out. So, you know, Cooper Cup is a good ad right now. You never know how Woods, how long Woods is going to be out for. So, he, you know, I would try to scoop him up. Okay, Corey Coleman. Uh, I mentioned him a couple, for a couple weeks now. You know, Josh Gordon, he is expected to make his return to football this week. So keep that in mind. But Coleman saw eight targets and 11 targets the last two weeks and can continue to be the number one in this offense. Um, We have to temper our expectations on Josh Gordon, you know, as being a featured piece in this offense this year. So Coleman can still have value as someone who has rapport with Deshaun Kaiser. I I wouldn't let the distraction of Gordon keep you off of Coleman in case Coleman continues to play well. So, you know, we would be loving Coleman a lot more this week if he didn't drop a touchdown pass, uh, you know, this past Sunday. I know, you know, everybody thinks that when Josh Gordon comes back, comes back he's going to be the number one, but that's just not a guarantee. Okay, uh, a few more wide receivers to pick up. Josh Doxson, you know, he's in a good spot this, ter- this Thursday against the Cowboys, but he follows that up with dates with Casey Hayward and Patrick Peterson. I think he would have been in the must-ads, but 
he's been there for a while and no one's been adding him. <laughs> and then on top of that, uh, we got a couple bad matchups uh, coming up after this week. So he's a one-week rental if you need one this week. I can't say his volume will be there. But he makes big plays, and he has a nose for the end zone. Kirk Cousins trusts him on those 50-50 balls. So, um, you know, he, he's a viable option this week. Marquise Goodwin. He's the number one wide receiver for the 49ers. He needs to be owned. He caught four of six of his targets for 78 yards. He continues to make big plays. He's a favorite of C.J. Beathard. But we'll see how he's used by Jimmy Garoppolo if he ends up being behind center. Um, either way, I mean, there, I don't think there's much confusion about who the, who the number one guy is. So... Goodwin should maintain a big role in the offense. Um, he's a guy who can change your week on one play, so he's a decent boom-bust option, you know, who actually should provide solid yardage days more often than not, and that's kind of what he's been doing. So he has an advantage in his schedule for the next three weeks against Chicago, Houston, and Tennessee. You know, so I'm, I'm, not, I'm really not opposed to uh, grabbing Marquise Goodwin and, and riding him for the next three weeks. Okay, Dontrell Inman, he continues to lead the Bears wide receivers in catches and targets. He saw nine targets against the Eagles. Um, he, he, he's going to provide you decent PPR value, and with the Bears' likely negative game scripts most of the year, I expect Inman to continue getting volume. Um, he goes up against the 49ers this week, so he has a chance to put a good game together. And I think even in standard leagues, he's viable for this week. Okay, uh, Zay Jones. Um, he's really picked up his play after a really slow and disappointing start to his career. He's a talented possession receiver. Uh, he has a nose for the end zone lately. Uh, he's put together a couple good games now. Kelvin Benjamin hobbled with his torn meniscus. Uh, you know, Jones, he can see some volume with the opportunity to score. Uh, so Charles Clay hasn't assumed his role as Tyrod's favorite target since he came back from injury. So Jones has an opportunity to become the guy. I don't feel so confident in starting Jones in this, you know, run-first offense, but he's a flex who can find the end zone, you know, against the Patriots at home where Tyrod usually plays a lot better um, and in a negative game script. So, you know, I'm not, you know, too off of Zay Jones this week. I think he's a solid pickup. Okay, Josh Reynolds. Uh, you might not have heard of this guy, but, you know, he stepped into Robert Wood's role with him sidelined. Um he was able to step in and put in a solid day. He, he had six targets. He caught four of them. He put up a touchdown. He could have had a second touchdown, um, you know, and he could have another solid day against Cardinals while Patrick Peterson is busy following Sammy Watkins around. So he's a desperate play this week, um, you know, but a viable one in a good matchup. Okay, uh, Kenny Galladay, he, he's a straight stash right now. He's doing a ton of, he's doing a ton of work on limited volume. You know, which means if Marvin Jones or Golden Tate were to miss any time, I think Galladay can step in to make some big plays. He's caught two passes in each of his last three weeks, but he's had at least 50 yards in each of those games on two passes. So that's some efficiency right there, some big plays. So if you're sitting pretty in the standings, I would hold Galladay on my bench as a handcuff uh, to Lions wide receivers. Okay, uh, Seth Roberts, Corderell Patterson. So Michael Crabtree... You know, he's going to be suspended for this game, at least, against the Giants. Um, Amari Cooper might not play either because of the concussion he suffered this past week. So both Seth Roberts and Cordero Patterson become long shots if those guys don't go, but viable plays against the Giants team, you know, who will be without Janoris Jenkins. So the Giants have already been bad this season. I think Patterson could find some success on the outside. Um, so Dominic Rogers Camardi, he plays the slot, so he can either see Seth Roberts or try to take away Jared Cook like he did against Vernon Davis last week. 
on Thanksgiving. Um, so De- Derek Carr, he's going to need to throw the ball somewhere. So both would be flyers this week uh, between Roberts and Patterson. If you're looking for the upside play, though, I think it would be Patterson for me. Um, you know, as he takes tries to take advantage of those cornerbacks on the outside. And and of course, Josh Gordon. He's a freak, there's no doubt, right? Um, but I do have my doubts that he'll contribute right away. He's definitely worth a pickup at this point since he's coming back this week. As, you know, if you're sitting pretty in the standings, you're up top, you know, you don't really need, you know, a guy to play this week. So I'd rather have him on my bench uh, than him blow up on somebody else's bench or on the waiver wire. It'll be worth monitoring, you know, how many snaps he plays. But I'm going to pick him up now while he's still available. Okay, uh, moving on to QB streaming options. Tyrod Taylor, the Patriots are definitely playing much better on defense. Um, You know, it isn't quite the defense we're looking to target anymore, but Tyrod is going to need to throw the ball a ton in this game. Uh, The Patriots should go up, and Taylor will need to come back. So his rushing floor remains something that keeps him in streaming consideration in this matchup. Um, And, you know, Patriots play a lot of man defense, and, you know, if the Patriots... You know, defenders are all looking towards the receivers. It gives Tyrod a little bit of an advantage with, you know, cornerbacks with their backs turned against Tyrod while he tries to scramble. Um, so he isn't mo- owned more than 50% of Yahoo. He can be picked up in a lot of leagues and plugged right in. And he has some couple, he has some good matchups coming up. So I would try to hold on to him for the fantasy playoffs as well. Okay, Case Keenum. Uh, he's playing very well. Uh, he's playing for his job every single week. Mike Zimmer, he's not committing to Keenum right now as the Q, as their QB the rest of the way. Um, but Keenum, he's been slinging it, winning games for the Vikings. He played very well last week in Detroit. He's been spreading it around. Uh, you know, he has a ton of weapons, so he's been sp- spreading it around to all of them. He's thrown for 300 yards or close to it for four straight games. He's averaging more than two touchdowns in that time span. So I'm good starting Keenum this week in Atlanta, um, you know, in the Dome and, and most weeks, to be honest. Okay, Josh McCown, he's been great this season. There's no other way to say it. He threw for 300 yards, three touchdowns with no interceptions against the Panthers last week. Um, I think he could find success again this week against Kansas City, whose secondary has been struggling, like, and they've been struggling so bad that they signed Darrell Rivas this week. Straight up off the couch. So, with Robbie Anderson balling out, moving all around the formation, I'm starting McCown this week, um, and I'm feeling pretty good about it. Okay, Blake Bortles um, should be a good start against the Colts. Just remember, they're a run-first team, so Bortles can disappear. But he's been pretty solid all year in these good matchups. So, Rashawn Melvin, you know, top corner for the Colts. He's going to be out this week, you know, with a significant hand injury. Could be longer. Uh, So, it doesn't really leave much else in the secondary. So, like I said, 